Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. All right. Well, we have a very special bonus episode for you today with... Angie Knoll of Reconciled Solutions. And we are going to be talking about the five measurements that you should be paying attention to in your mental health practice for mental health practice owners. Welcome to this bonus episode, Angie. So excited to be here, Danielle. Thank you. This is truly a passion of yours, um, this niche of mental health practice. Why why this niche? Well, right now we're living in this topsy-turvy world full of difficulty, and uh, a lot of people aren't very happy. So I just really find that there's a great need for mental health support. So the industry is, is, is very strong right now, let's say that. Um, and there's a lot of people out seeking mental health support, but mental health group, group practice owners haven't typically like, you know, studied this kind of how to run your own business in school. Again, they're focusing more on the qualitative education pieces of being a clinician, of being a therapist. So I just think that for a mental health group practice to be successful and to be able to have the reach um, to help more people that we need to focus in on some of those criteria that's going to help an owner think like a CEO. And um, you have an awesome, spoiler alert, an awesome financial dashboard for mental health practices and so um, we're going to talk about the five measurements, and we're about to dive into those. But just a little bit of teaser um, at the end of this episode, we'll um, let you know how you can get your own copy of the dashboard so that uh, you can start putting this into play in your practice. All right, number one, Angie, what's the first measurement? So the first measurement that I like to look at, and I find it isn't nearly measured enough, is insurance revenue per session. So what we're trying to accomplish with insurance revenue per session is knowing how much one session is worth to sit down with a mental health clinician in your business and what that means to your business. What I see often 
is that a mental health group practice might accept several insurances. Maybe there is some private pay. Maybe there's a sliding scale. So there's all these multiple ways that individuals are paying. And I've talked about this before when I was your guest before, Danielle, about the devil being in the details. And we really need to hone in on which um, insurance companies we're using to support the revenue in our business, how much is collected per insurance provider, the dollar amount that gets um, paid to us per session, what percentage of total business it is. I can't say enough about what the total percentage of business it is. So if you're a provider who accepts Blue Cross Blue Shield and United and some self-pay and some Aetna and maybe a few other insurances, um, that can be a collection nightmare for your billing specialist, right? Because they have to know the ins and outs of the Blue Cross Blue Shield system and all these different health insurance systems. So I'm a big proponent of accepting not as many forms of insurance in efforts to streamline the uh, job of the billing person so that they know the ins and outs of how to make that insurance collection quick and painless. And the reimbursement rates can vary tremendously across those um, insurance providers. So to your point of knowing how much of your business is coming from which providers is important too, because, you know, you might, if you're, if you're getting the highest percentage from the lowest insurer reimburser, then that could be skewing your, what you think is your average revenue per session, because the lowest one is actually the one that's generating the most. And that, that, that would actually take your average down, right? Well, absolutely. And I see between different providers, there can be a swing of like 30%, Danielle, in terms of what they're paying um, for the same service, the same medical billing code. And remember, there's only two ways to increase your profitability. Number one is margin. Number two is decrease expenses. So you're losing 30% margin when you have an insurance payer whose reimbursement rate is 30% lower for the same services than another insurance payer. Absolutely, that's correct. And it really does matter. So not only is it a difference in your providers, it's also a difference of frequency. And again, going back to that um, optimizing and making efficient processes when we're reaching out to insurance to file claims. And so again, on this amazing dashboard that you have, um, the first tab is insurance revenue per session, and you make it super simple to be able to just plug in the numbers and see the calculations all sort of transpire um, in the magic of Excel. All right. uh, Measurement number two. Measurement number two is weekly clinician performance. I am a big proponent of trying to have less clinicians and having them see more clients. I think that every time we add a clinician, 
It adds complexity to our business model. And the truth of the matter is that in the mental health industry, there's a lot of gig workers out there. There's a lot of people that maybe work for this practice two or three days a week, and they're over at that practice two or three days a week or days and evenings or however they split it. So it's very common practice that uh, mental health group practices are employing somebody who is not a considered a full-time equivalent therapist. And to me, that profitability kind of dissipates when you have a lot of clinicians that are only doing partial sessions because it's just ever so much more paperwork that multiplies. So what I found and I've been working with mental health businesses for about four or five years now. I really look for one full-time equivalent clinician to have about 25 sessions per week. That is the sweet spot of full capacity as far as I see it. All right. And again, on this dashboard Excel file that you have, you make it very clear on how to see uh, what the weekly clinician performance is and dial that in to maximize and really hit that ideal benchmark of 25 sessions per week per full-time equivalent clinician. All right. Measurement number three. Measurement number three ties into um, the weekly clinician performance, and that's the therapist's revenue. And we get really detailed on going into therapist revenue, because I think that's part of the reason why so many clinicians are kind of gig workers, why they're working two jobs or working one place on the weekend and a different place during the week is because they don't understand the numbers or realize their revenue earning potential. So what we do with this therapist revenue dashboard is we figure out as a practice, how much revenue is collected per month, pretty easy. And then we divide that by our full-time equivalent clinicians. So we know how much revenue one full-time equivalent clinician is, is responsible for. And then we measure each clinician against that amount. So if a clinician is doing like around... Um, nine, ten thousand dollars that's kind of a benchmark. I'd say nine, ten, eleven thousand dollars a month of revenue. Um, then we can measure them against the other members in the practice and determine if they're overperforming or underperforming in comparison to the practice as a whole. It's so important. And you know, you really dialed in on something that you know, as the practice owner, I mean, you being really dialed in with your therapist and helping them understand the numbers because this is their livelihood. And if they only have to go to one location and they could be, you know, just showing up every day and maxing things out, obviously those existing clientele that they have will have a much easier time uh, getting scheduled with them because if they're only at one location, then they're there all the time. Again, all of this makes sense, and this makes your group practice stronger and and more profitable too. So, um, yeah, this is an amazing spreadsheet. And I love how you know you have on the last column too under therapist revenue. You know, there's a line in the sand, and either it tells you they're overperforming or 
or underperforming. So this is just brilliant. All right, measurement number four. So measurement number four is about office space utilization costs. And I like to have that discussion with mental health group practice owners because so much of this industry has gone online with so many other industries in this current environment. So um, it is potentially days of big office spaces are over and maybe you don't need that big lease. So what we measure in the office space utilization dashboard is just the number of therapy rooms available, which therapist is assigned to which room and how many days of the week does the therapist use that room. And then we multiply that via the number of days per week that the business is open to seeing clients to get a max utilization per room and making sure that we understand that for every empty session where an office is sitting open, there is a cost factor to that. And what is it? What's the missed revenue opportunity per week based on therapy rooms sitting open? Oh my gosh, exactly. That black hole is important to make sure it doesn't get any deeper or any wider, but you're needing to fill. It's about filling those spaces um, and maximizing that opportunity for sure. And so I really like how this page in the dashboard, or excuse me, this tab in the dashboard helps you see it from that perspective, the missed revenue opportunity. So that's super. All right. And then the last number five measurement. So the last measurement is about admin overhead costs. So for every clinician, everybody that's producing, um, there is a cost to the admin or to, to be general and administrative. So we have to think of not only the medical billing person that's taking care of contacting and working with insurance, but there's typically usually an intake coordinator in a group practice. There might be a virtual assistant, a receptionist. There's people that are doing marketing and advertising. There's people that are doing hiring. So there's all these different roles. And not every small group mental health practice has all of those roles. But we want to understand the relationship of the general and administrative cost as it relates to how much the clinician generates and how much burden it puts on the practice. This is huge for sure, because obviously these type of expenses can just really drain your profitability if it doesn't make sense for you to have, you know, someone in each of these roles, an individual. Um, I've talked to a group practice owner in the past, and she actually bought the practice and came in. And, you know, several of the of the people in the roles of, you know, biller or coordinator or receptionist or marketing expert, you know, were really three star employees. Maybe a couple of them were even one star employees. Um, and so it was like they were collecting a paycheck, but really not producing any sort of return on that payroll or salary that they wages that they were earning and such. So just because bigger practices have you know, all of these individuals doesn't mean that they're pro profitable practices. So it's really important to understand, you know, what percentage this individual is of your total uh, revenue and such. And, and you're really looking for at least a three times return on payroll. So when you take all of the people um, in your practice, 
you want to be able to multiply that by three and um, have that number of payroll, total payroll times three, be less than, in this case, your um, your real revenue number. Yeah, I can't tell you enough how important it is to kind of have this dashboard so that you can make data-driven decisions. And not even for the practice owner, as much as it is for the individual therapist and clinician, because if they know that they're falling short by two clients a week, um, or if they, I can make this much more if I just, you know, ditch the other job and work here full time, and I'll probably have um, a greater impact on the individuals I'm serving as well as my lifestyle gets to have more sustainability to it, um, they're ever so much more likely to participate in that culture and in that environment. But I find that so often when we're um, in a place where we're moving from a single mental health practitioner to somebody who wants to grow into a group practice, we just haven't measured that because that is an exchange of dollars for money, you know, or dollars for service, right? So you're only getting paid on what you can produce and you're caught in that trap of production. So what we do with this dashboard is basically put together those first five criteria that I see as the most important to stop thinking like an individual clinician and start thinking more like a CEO. Yes. I mean, this is really clear. I mean, this is gold for sure. This dashboard that you've created and the different tabs that really walks you through and helps you track each of these five measurements that we've covered on today's episode. So if you would like a copy of this amazing Excel spreadsheet and dashboard, then Angie, what is the best way for them to get their hands on it? You know, what you can do is probably just shoot us a message on email. So support at reconciledsolutions.net. We're also on Facebook. If you're a Facebook person under Reconciled Solutions. And if you're a LinkedIn person, you can go and reach out to us at Angie Knoll. And that's N-O-L-L, Angie Knoll, N-O-L-L at Reconciled Solutions. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing brilliance and expertise in the mental health practice space, Angie. And um, to all of you mental health practice owners out there, cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.